The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Hello, everybody, and welcome in. Uh, This is a brand new episode of Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. And uh, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, If you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, chances are you're having an excellent day that just got a little bit better. As uh, we have learned, and this is what we will be discussing here to start today's show, breaking news, but the number one overall commit for 2024, the five-star quarterback Mm. Dylan Rayola is now committed to be a Georgia Bulldog. And as you can see, we're all incredibly excited here. I'm one of your hosts, Tebow Baker. I was waiting for it. Um, who's that I can't even be mad at it. Down the tracks. Who's yeah. that? Come on, t you, you have to say who's it back. Who's that? Okay, 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 okay. It's a okay, mean machine in red and black. It's a mean machine Ain't nothing finer in the land. Nothing finer in the land. Then a drunk, uh, drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. And a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Uh, unfortunately. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. No, 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 Sick him. Oh, my God. Doing entirely too much at the end there. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like the steady supply of drunk, obnoxious Georgia fans is likely not going anywhere. As uh, as I said, Georgia looking as unstoppable, uh, more unstoppable than ever. Because like you know, as as if as if Georgia of all schools needed uh, the number one prospect in the entire country, a five star quarterback. I mean, really think about this, right? Like Stetson Bennett mm. was great. Okay, we know that. We know all about four known playoff and championship games and the four MVPs in those games. Really good against great competition. You know, he beat out all like Stetson Bennett was great. 
in terms of results. Physically, it's not anything to write home about. So you know what's fucking terrifying? UGA, if they suddenly get someone who actually is a transcendent, transcendent talent at quarterback mm-hmm. and like one that lives up to the building, like what the actual fuck, dude, what are other teams supposed to do? He's 6'3", 230, and he's 17 years old. Just bow down the Kirby, baby, because we thought Nick Saban was the GOAT. Kirby's about to go on a run and already is on a run that is going to uh, rival what Nick Saban has done for the past, what, 14 years. So he's younger. He's more energetic. He's won more in a, in a, at a younger age than Nick Saban has. Kirby Smart is about to rewrite all the, all the records, and he's about to make a statement that I am the best. Right now, he is the best. You and I had a show this, what, a couple weeks ago, SEC coaches. Kirby's the yep. best coach in the SEC. He's the best coach in America right now. Nick is coming down the mountain. Doesn't look like there's anyone even close to what Kirby's doing right now in building. Yes, it will be tougher with, with the addition of new schools in the SEC with a 12-team playoff. Yes, it's tougher, but Georgia is is in the best position right now compared to anyone to have the most success over the, at least the next five years. Yeah. it. Um, I mean, we laid it out last week. I, I hated to do it, but if you listen to last week's shows, I had that rant just about the the potential of Georgia, right? And it was all centered around that per capita line, that there's a state that turns out more people in the NFL per capita than any other state, including Louisiana. It's even scary because mm-hmm. it is about triple the population in Louisiana. There is no other flagship you're going to go to. Nobody's going to Georgia Tech. You are competing mm-hmm. And objectively, the most talent-rich state in the nation when it comes specifically to producing NFL football players, you are competing with no one. And 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 now you finally, what else is holding you back? Financial backing. And when we talk about Florida, it's funny because Florida maybe feels in a lot of ways like where Georgia was a few years ago. But, um, you know, there's kind of been maybe a lack of financial investment. That's now completely out the window. They're building facilities, paying coaches, paying players. Like, they're paying everybody. Money seems to be overflowing. It's just a um, it's a terrifying time. And as you mentioned, uh, for others, I should say, not for even George Fett. But then you mentioned the, uh, you know, trying to do things that Nick Saban has not. Well, that's on the docket this year. If you go yeah. win a national for a third year in a row, that is something that Nick Saban has never done uh, anywhere he has been, regardless of all the success that he has had at Alabama. You know, yeah, that, that if, if if Kirby does that, I don't think I don't think we're going to get in the conversation right now of who's the greatest of all time. Like I think you and I could both agree, Nick Saban as of today is the greatest coach of all time. What he's done since taking over for is it 15, 16 years ago has never been done, and I don't know if it ever will be done again. But Kirby's on the right track. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, and and it goes back to you know making it to the national championship, obviously losing it to Alabama but then turning it around and winning back-to-back national championships, winning an SEC championship, getting that monkey off your back when it comes to beating Alabama, and then now being a heavy favorite when it comes to winning again this year. And what what Kirby's, what, late 40s, early 50s, somewhere in that, that world, yeah. that ballpark? Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't seem like there's a, 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 a I want to stop anytime soon. You know, there isn't a sense of, hey, I want to go dip my toe in the NFL water. Maybe that, maybe there is going to be, a fatigue factor that sets in sometime soon. Maybe there's a sense of maybe boredom that that sets in soon. But as of right now, it's nowhere close. Like he is in his dream job. He played at Georgia, wants to be here. He he loves everything that he does. 
He has his support from the state. He has his support from the fans. He has support from his wife, most importantly, because the man's never home. He loves to compete. The guy has more energy than anyone I ever know, I've ever known. So I don't think that you'll see it, like I said, for at least another five years, slow down. At that point, if he does win one, maybe two more, then does do you think the boredom factor comes in of hey maybe I do tip my you know tip my toe in the in the in the, in the NFL waters a little bit? Uh, I mean maybe right. So much of Kirby's success seems recruiting related though, and obviously that goes all out the uh, the window. And also like it, she, he does feel like someone who has aspirations of being the best college coach ever, and an NFL sojourn is a great way to kind of maybe ruin that or throw some. Uh, I mean, just look like maybe if Pete Carroll never leaves, he's actually well. I mean, I guess he ended up winning Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. But but yeah, yeah like Nick Saban lost years of resume stacking to the NFL, so maybe could do that, maybe not. I think in things that could maybe get to Georgia, I think it would be maybe something just a bit more insidious. And over time, I mean, you look at Alabama right now. What's Alabama really done for us to make them think they're going to be bad this year? They still have a super talented roster. They just stacked a number one yeah. class that was unparalleled. The little record holder. They're still right on the edge of the playoff every single year. Like they may have a down year this year, but they're still going to be as relevant to a championship as anybody is next year. And so to me, it's not that Georgia will ever get bad, but I could see like I think we are at the height of how ahead of the curve Georgia feels. Like I don't know yeah. that you're going to have many years where they feel this separated from the pack. And maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I'm wrong there, but but I just feel that this is a weird year for Alabama where they can have all this talent still be so down, and you're year two of Brian Kelly at LSU. So it feels like a super long race, and I guess in the immediate future it is. But, um, I mean, look, he, he's he's it's it's hard after 15 years to get people to buy in the same way that you could at the beginning, right? And so yes. ultimately yep. for Kirby, it'll be can he stand the test of time. Uh, let's talk about Rayola a little bit here because he should have been on the corn hub. Um, he did a little inverse of me where instead of being a disappointment to his father and uh, becoming a center, my dad was a quarterback, became a center. Uh, he is the son of a 14-year NFL vet center, Dominic Rayola, where Dominic go to Nebraska. So, you know, us in the Corn Hub really thought that we had a chance here on Rayola. Instead, imagine this. He's going to join Georgia. He's 6'3", he's 230. Um he drives the ball. I don't know. They said he's not the most athletic, but he just seems to be a freak in every regard. And because Georgia just enjoys having an embarrassment of riches, um, I was reading about Ryan Puglisi, the quarterback out of Connecticut, who's like the sixth-ring quarterback in the country, already committed to, to Georgia. Um, he is on the record as saying he welcomes the competition and will not be going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which I still think you can maybe we'll talk about tampering. I still think you can maybe get to him and get him out of there. But yeah, as oh, of yeah. now, Puglisi and Rayola are both saying uh, that they welcome the competition and both want to go uh, to Athens. Well, I listen. I will say this as someone who committed to Georgia, knowing that there's going to be two quarterbacks going at the same time. Me and and our boy Menberger both knew. Like Bobo told me, he's like, "Hey, we're going to get two quarterbacks in this class." We have to. At that point, they kind of needed to because there was a lack of quarterbacks on the roster. This is a little bit different. Georgia's loaded with with talent. They have four and five star guys already yeah. on the roster right now that are young. You know, Gunner is a redshirt freshman. Brock is only going to be a sophomore. Like you, those guys have two, three, maybe four years left if they decide to stay in Athens. So not only do you have to show up and compete with them, now you got to show up and compete with the number one quarterback in the country that is going to be given 
every opportunity to be the starter early on in his career. So I don't think he stays. I honestly, I wouldn't, you know, I'm a little, I guess I'm a little, no, I'm not going to say I am. I'm not going to say, because I did. I decided to compete against Matt, but it was only me and Matt. You're now having to go in yeah. there and compete against three other guys. So I don't think he stays. I don't think tampering is going to have anything to do with it. I think it's going to be more of, hey, man, like let's be realistic about your chances of going somewhere. Let's not waste your transfer, your one-time transfer after a year when you figure out that this is not the spot for you. So we'll see. We'll see if Kirby can keep his magic up. But I think the real question is going to be, I think Carson's good enough to go one and done. Carson's a stud. He himself is a big kid, has everything that NFL scouts want. He's big arm. He's accurate, can drive the ball down the field. I think he's going to have a very impressive season, a season that's going to be good enough to go, like I said, one and done. Then it comes to Brock and Gunner, who are on the roster right now. Very different quarterbacks and what they can do. I think Brock will be the favorite to be QB1 heading into 2024, unless Dylan just absolutely is, is wow in, in, in spring football if he, if he decides to come in early. I think Gunner's the one I want to focus on. Does Gunner decide to leave after this season, knowing that it's probably going to be a Brock versus Dylan heading into the 2024 year? Yeah, it's um, it's a good problem to have. You know, it is a good problem. Feeling to have. like you have too many capable quarterbacks, uh, and, and and here's the added just salt in the wound if you're someone who doesn't want Georgia to win. Um, is that this happens right ahead of a massive recruiting weekend in Athens when they're going to be having a bunch of guys who are trying to commit in town. Mm. And so uh, now, especially the, like, especially this already went on, certainly when we were being recruited there, but I think it's even really heightened now. But the idea of uh, like, you know, peer-to-peer recruiting, right? Like telling your boys like, hey, I'm going here. You come here too. Let's squat up. Let's go win a championship, blah, blah, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So now you have the number one quarterback in the country doing that on a weekend where the top recruits of coach will be in Athens and they'll be looking at the new football facility. They'll be looking at the new indoor. They'll be hearing about the renovations being made to Sanford stadium, as well as the new recruiting room they're putting in. um, They'll see the back-to-back rings, all the highlights, the NFL first round pick um, statistics. And Kirby smart is getting dangerously close to something, creating something that I thought was in um, replicable which is the self-sustaining perpetual success machine. It's something that I describe as Nick Saban having built in battle where it's like, okay, you get the best players to win championships and you continue to win championships because you get the best players. And like, and eventually it's like, Hey, if you're a five-star committee here, you go to the NFL and you leave with the ring. Like, like that becomes a pitch and it's so easy that then what do you really Mm -hmm. have to do? It's, it's, it's a, uh, four, Four five-star commits for the 2024 class already, according to 24-7. Four mm. five-stars. They're number four right now. They have they have 11 commits. Michigan has 17. Ohio State, 13. Yeah, yeah exactly. But they're number four with 11 well, but commits. But the number – key there. Yeah, they're number with four 11 with 11 commits, commits with four being five-star players. Like, you get, you get 25 four- and five-star guys – that as you've said before, I think you've made the best point of about you know the whole recruit. Like I don't look at the individual player unless you get a guy like like Rayola yeah. here. I look at the overall. Are you getting enough of these big time star players as a collective group? Tells you the health of a program. And right now, this is this is just you know essentially par for the course for Kirby. 
Um, yeah. So, uh, look, do you have anything else to add? Because we've already gone long on this. Um, you know, it's, do you want me to do the chant one more time? No, one more time. One more time. No, it's great sure. if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan. It's. I'm not gonna lie. It's a bit intimidating. Um, if 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 you're one of these teams on the outside. Looking in, uh, Greg Hendricks says, here, and I heard we raised over 100K in the golf scramble. Got to hang with Lad. I would say he's a great young man, very respectful, and he loves wearing that G. He's a damn good douche. DGD, yep. baby. Wow. Um, that's what it, that's wow. what it stands for, right? DGD? Uh, I always see y'all saying yeah. it to each other. I know. I know. Just a bunch of D-bags there in Athens. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Lad was a good golfer in your group, Uh Greg, he got he's got a nice little. It's weird. He's a little lefty, little lefty swing there. Uh, so, Light Dog nineteen sixty eight let says, let's talk about how bad Florida sucks now. So, it's actually not a horrible transition <laughs> because Andy Staples, who is of course uh, from you know from the University of Florida, which is all modern, uh, also incredible college football writer, um, has released a, a deep dive banger of an article where he tries to answer the question: What has gone so wrong? at florida and as we talked about in many ways um there there's an idea out there maybe georgia was kind of late to the party on some things and they're so scary now because they caught up this article clearly shows how behind the curve the university of florida was in so many different ways how it's created these crazy results as of recent and how billy napier is trying to fix that um i think scott strickland the ad at the beginning of the piece does a pretty good job of summing up what a weird experience it has been to be florida over the last few years he says uh quote since we won our last national championship we've had years where we've had some good success high level success but we have been incredibly erratic with some incomprehensible lows that you would not expect from the University of Florida. Yeah, I think that incomprehensible lows is a great way to put it, right? Mm -hmm. Where um, you had 11 wins in 2012, and then you go 4-8 and eight losing to Georgia Southern the next year. Uh, with Dan Mullen, you win two New Year's Six Bowl games in a row. You have a pretty good pandemic year, and then you're 5-6 and six losing to Mizzou the year after East. that. Like, the the, 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 the it can, when it goes bad, it can go bad fast in yep. Florida – um, Aaron, do you have any theories as to or, or reasons why Florida has entered this kind of extended lull here? Well, they had issues at the quarterback spot for a while. I mean, that was the big, big problem. I mean, when Tebow left, you know, you thought that you recruited, and I know this firsthand because that's part of the reason why I didn't go to Florida, is I went to that QB meeting room and there was Cam Newen, there was John Brantley, there's Tim Tebow. So all of a sudden, like, okay, you got Dan Mullen. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. 
Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans. Black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger to yeah. get the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the 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 amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot, okay? Like, you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's, like, ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways, and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle, and that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And, and, and Urban Meyer, two guys that have had a lot of success with quarterbacks and two guys that run a very friendly quarterback system. Well, now they got two five-star quarterbacks. You know, they're going to be set for a long time. Well, obviously, Cam gets, gets in trouble. He leaves. John Brantley does not pan out at all. Had, had some no, pretty bad seasons. No, forgot about Brantley. Sheesh. I mean, you, you at times had to go to um, a tight end. And, 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 and was it Byrne to play quarterback at times? Like they were trying to find any way possible. Yeah, Trey Burton. Who, to, hey, yeah, still holding the down the NFL, go. dude. Shout out. I know, I know. So they had all these issues at the quarterback spot. Then you do finally get a good quarterback. He gets in trouble with like some steroid use. He has to transfer out of the program. Like they just could not hit on QB one. Went to West Virginia. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Anyways, no, I'm thinking too. Well, finally, uh, well, and if we're just talking about Florida quarterbacks getting kicked out, I mean, we literally just had one get kicked out for child porn. 
as well, yeah. right? Or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it so, was. Yeah. So it's a good point. Yeah. There's been something we oddly cursed maybe outside of Kyle Trask at the Florida quarterback. Actually, Felipe yep. Franks was kind of nice for a little minute. But like you said, those are mullet guys. Yeah, I don't know if you want to really claim. I don't think Florida fans necessarily claim Felipe Franks besides the uh, the Hail Mary versus Tennessee. Felipe Franks was disappointing from a high school expectation standpoint. I think he actually got pretty good there at the end. Did he not, dude? I feel like yeah, he had he some bad years at the end. No, no, um, he wasn't bad at the end. He had a decent year once he transferred, but they had, they've had one, what did you say, one good quarterback in the past since T. Yeah, Kyle Trask. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Trask could be that Kyle. guy. Yes. And then even, even the guy that's number four pick in the NFL draft was was – below average during his time at Florida. So they just have not been able to build any consistency. It doesn't look like this is going to be the year to do that. It's, it's, I hate to say, cause I'm a quarterback, but it's a quarterback driven league. Like you need a stud back there running your offense, or you better have a badass defense. And they have not had consistency on the defensive spot. Didn't really have it under Dan Mullen had it a little bit before that, especially when Muschamp was the coach, but you know, they, they were great on defense, but couldn't score points. I mean, I remember even when we played them for my, my four years there, you know, second, third, fourth year when Muschamp was the coach, it was great defense, but they couldn't score because they didn't yeah. have a quarterback. And that's just been – then all of a sudden they had the one year where they could score offense, but then just haven't had the defense. Like, it has not been able to be synced up at all with both sides kind of working in the right directions. Either we have a good offense, crap defense, or we have a good defense with a crap offense that can't figure out the quarterback spot. So they just have had a lot of, lot of problems. They haven't invested in their facility. They finally did that. Um and I think they screwed up by letting Dan Mullen go too early. I think that was a huge, huge mistake. And I think you're trying to fix a problem by just getting rid of a guy. And well, I don't think you brought in someone that could fix it. That's maybe where I'm a bit of two minds, man, is uh, specifically on the Mullen front. And I really do want to get into facilities, right? Because I believe a lack of investment in facilities is almost maybe the root of all evil in a lot of this. Uh, yep. Because when you're talking about Mullen, I think, okay, unquestionably, he was great. They had two New Year's Six Bowl game wins in a yes. row. Then in 2020, they look like they're hurtling towards the playoffs. And they have some really disappointing losses on the stretch. This throw in the shoe game and, and against LSU where that bad LSU team beat him as 20-point underdogs. Like, that shouldn't have happened. And then you lose the SC championship. Everybody leaves. You get smoking the bowl game. You're like, oh, well. So, like, unquestionably, 2020 ended poorly. But – and I think also, I mean, look, a lot of Florida people of Staples was quoting this article, basically think that Dan Mullen really changed after that year, kind of got maybe like exhausted or almost burned out in a weird way. But the thing is, Dan Mullen was failing on the recruiting front. He was doing a good job of getting the most of what he had, but he was not keeping up with A&M, LSU, Alabama, UGA. And yet these are the people that he's supposed to be directly competing against. Now, it's not even Mullen's full fault. Because he wasn't always given the tools of Florida with with which to succeed at the recruiting front. So it's like if you already don't love recruiting, you don't feel like you have the best package that you're selling because you're still practicing out of the stadium, um, and you're going against guys like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Because really think about that. Really think about having the intimidation factor of knowing you have to out recruit Smart and Saban. I just talked about their pitch. It's very easy. If you come yeah. to my school. You're a five-star, you're guaranteed to almost be a first-round NFL pick, and you'll win a championship. Like That's a pitch over. And yeah. the facility is going to be infinitely better than anything Florida can bring to bear. So if you already don't love recruiting, 
you know you're selling a worse package, and then you think about just the man hours that it's going to take if you ever want to win any of these battles against him, not to get the fact that you're going to waste hours of guys you end up losing out on. Like, it becomes so fucking overwhelming. And so yeah. at the end of the day, I think the Dan Mullen time came to an end, not even because of on-the-field stuff, but because of a lack of recruiting. He wasn't terribly likable. And then just I think he himself got a little burned out on just realizing how large and seemingly insurmountable the hill that he had to climb um, is yeah. going to be. And you would hope that maybe that's going to change under Billy Napier. Mm. Uh, but I, I want to say this real quick, Aaron. I want to say this real quick. Yep. Again, I want your reaction to this because this blew my mind. Um, in the Urban Meyer era, Florida, and by the way, Alabama built an indoor practice facility in 1986. Yep. Tennessee built 189. LSU built one in 91. Florida built one in 2015. During the yeah, Urban so did Georgia, Meyer though. era. So did Georgia, know, though. I know. I know. Okay, I know okay. that's what we talked about with Georgia is that now yeah. they have the exactly they got the investment and in the right guy and look yes. what's happening right but my point is in the Urban Meyer era when they were winning two national championships it's unfathomable they were still practicing and doing all football operations mm -hmm. out of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium they yeah. didn't even have a football ops building Mm -hmm. And when, when Meyer showed up, he's going to the office and they're entering in like some like shitty little side door. And he's like, hold on, we don't even have like a room where we can welcome people. And this yeah. is where it gets crazy. The only facility upgrade of consequence, the only one that happened in the midst of Urban Meyer winning two natties in six years and Tim Tebow and all that, the only one was they basically built a front lobby room into the stadium where you could welcome recruits and they would have mm -hmm. like the trophy case and all this other stuff. So like they were winning in spite of the university of Florida, not because of them. And that well, lack of investment has a very long tail and yes, they fixed it now, but of yeah. course it's going to be years before you start to kind of reap those benefits. Well, it was because Spurrier didn't care. I mean, if you read when you read the whole article, yeah, kind of hit sure. on that. Like Spurrier, he took pride in the fact that he didn't need all the great tools and weapons to, to go out there and recruit the top players or win win football games and win championships. He's like, man, we got a football, we got a football field. If it rains, we either go in the gym or we'll cancel practice. Is what he would say. That's it. If it yeah. rains, we don't need an indoor. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out on Saturday, and we'll go out there and still beat your ass. Like that was his mentality, and and, and good for him for doing that, but I guarantee Love you that. if he would have been more proactive and said, I need this, they would have done it. It's Steve Spurrier, for goodness sakes, the old ball coach. Like if he wanted an indoor, they would have built one. They would have done a lot more upgrades. He didn't really feel like the need for it. And that's that's for him being, I'm not going to say selfish because listen, they won football games. That's all, that's all you care about as a head coach. But instead of being a little bit more forward thinking and thinking about the future of what this program is going to be like once you leave, he set them back. Yes, it was great why he was there, but he was a little bit selfish and not setting up the next coaching staff from decades going forward to have the success and to create, create the sustainability. So like you said, now it's, hey, we got to play catch up. Now we have to build the facilities. I mean, shoot, their weight room was in the stadium. They didn't have a separate uh, no, facility. No, no, everything, everything was there. Okay. They didn't even have a it football was crap. That is, I know. And I guess, and I guess, maybe people don't understand why that seems so crazy to us. But it's, um, I mean, even in my time playing, which is a long time ago now, y'all. When I'm talking like 07 yeah. through 11, we had a massive football operations building with a massive weight room and a hundred yard indoor. Like these are not new innovations. It, it is, no. it is 
shocking that an operation as big as Florida football in that part, you know, 06, 09, whatever, that they were all operating they, out of out of the swamp. They survived. They survived because Urban was a big brand and built that that, that way. And you got a guy named Tim Tebow. Yeah. Who was a well, massive and, yeah. brand that was always in the headlines. So you were always, once again, you had Spurrier. So maybe you didn't need all the the glitz and the glam and all that stuff because you had a coach with that personality that was Yeah, you had a transcendent coach. coach. Transcendent coach yeah. you could recruit. And then you had a transcendent player and, yeah. and, and, and Tim Tebow that could help you recruit because of his brand. But as soon as Tim Tebow walked out of the door, now all of a sudden you're just like every other university when it comes to players, but now you don't have the facilities to help bring in top players after that. Like they've and always they actually, benefited from having something extraordinary, and as soon as that was taken away, people kind of look at the program like, "What, what, 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 what is there great about the University of Florida?" Well, what's funny too, and 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 this is kind of obvious, right? Because Urban is both, you know, he's half recruiting master, half schematic master, right? And obviously, if you get one of those guys, you're always going to maximize the potential of whatever that school is. Now, we've learned at Florida, if you get one of those guys, and I'm, you know, they're very rare, but if you get one at Florida, you can be a consistent national power the problem is since they have guys who do one or the other will muschamp great recruiter really backwards schematically it ends up costing him jim McElwain, pretty good schematically not a great recruiter and dan mullen genius schematically got burned down a recruiting ended up costing him so i look i i don't know here here's 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 what's funny aaron at the end of all this i'm out on florida this year i don't think i'm out on them long term like, I don't think I ever quite appreciated maybe just how behind the curve Florida was mm. or 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 how much they're actually needed to be fixed inside of that program. And so I'm kind of giving Billy Napier the benefit of the doubt here. And he has a very smart contract that's going to mean that he's at least going to get a couple more years to try and fix this thing. And, and you may say, T-Bob, are you a complete hypocrite for giving Napier, you know, this time and not Steve Sarkeesian or something like that? And I'd say, yeah, undeniably. But it is what I feel after reading this piece. Like Florida was just – I never realized maybe how broken Florida was almost um, organizationally in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I still think see. it's going to be hard for him to survive. I mean, just come back to me in, in you know, at the end of – I don't want to say the end. After conference championship weekend, when most likely FSU's in the ACC championship, and, and I think a, I think to me the favorite to win the ACC. So if they do that, and then Georgia wins another SEC championship and is in the playoffs, so you're talking about your two biggest rivals are, are really good chances to both be in the playoffs, beat you, win their conference championship. Get at me then when Florida's a six and six team making some average bowl game when your two biggest rivals are thriving. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel anytime soon for Billy Napier. I don't think he's the head coach for Florida. I know your contract maybe stays him for another year, but come 2025, I just don't think it's going to happen. He's got to get a top 10 recruiting class, certainly. Um, I know for got to win. Year one, you got to win. Well, yeah, win. but I mean, but if you get win. that top recruiting class, you can at least maybe give yourself a little time. You just talked about money. Will Muschamp recruited well, schematically couldn't figure it out. Like all these coaches, no one's been the perfect can do both. And if you yeah. want to win in this conference, you have to be able to do both. Okay, you can recruit, but now can you win football games? You just had the number four player drafted by the NFL, the number four pick in the NFL draft. You got talent. Can you develop it and make those guys win football games? 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of have talent. You do and you don't have talent, though, right? I mean, yeah, it's not the same level. I agree, it's not the same level as the big boys. But I still need to see. According to the NFL, you had the number four best player in America, and you mm-hmm. couldn't make him a good football player. That's like okay, okay, okay. I feel what you're getting. At. I feel like that's maybe like a honest. little disingenuous. No, it is. It is one of those things where everything you said is act is factually true, but it is like missing some of the context of Anthony Richardson's very uh... weird career, right? Like, like Anthony Richardson is a statistical outlier in terms of he never actually played good football, but he got drafted fourth overall, right? So, I mean, I feel you. Should Florida gotten more out of him? Uh, yes, right. I mean, he, yes. even look at the Utah game. But, but yeah, like okay, like Blake said, being drafted fourth doesn't mean he's a fourth best player. Like I, I you know, this, you, you just look. It was it was a very good line. It's a very good line, even if it is a bit uh, disingenuous. I think so. Even if we'll he's see, a man, first I, round pick, you still have a first round pick quarterback. I don't care if he's taking fourth or thirty second. He's a first yeah. round NFL talent, and you couldn't get anything out of him besides one okay. game. Yeah, that's all I mean, I'm I guess saying. It, no, you're right, and that doesn't bode well for the scheme part of this equation no. that we just talked about. If you're Billy Napier, um, hmm. hey, look, so you know, we circles act- around. Right. He runs circles around everyone. And you couldn't find some basic scheme to make him have success. I just think yeah. that's a problem. That is, I mean, actually, that's a, like very fair point. It's a very fair point. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so you're not back in Napier. You're back in Sark, nope. but you're not nope. back in Napier. All right. Nope. All right, we go see. Um, hey, everybody, I hope you had a great Mother's Day. We're actually gonna have to call today's show a little quick today. Uh, but if you're like me and you maybe ignored your actual mom for your wife on Mother's Day, maybe we make this mom a little mom's day, okay? A little is it a Monday, mom day, mother's day? Uh, because I feel kind of bad, Aaron. I feel like I put so much effort into my wife and then I just completely ignored uh, my old mother, mm. you know, the person that I originally Terrible climbed song. out of. Yeah. Right. I should I should pay less attention to the purse that I climb in of and pay more attention to the person that I climbed out of. Okay, here on this mm-hmm. mom day. That's what we're trying to do. Um, Blake Walters, why did you ignore your mom? I just I told you I was all trying to make you know, my wife have a good I mean, I sent your mama happy Mother's Day tax. She's a great woman. I'm sure you did, Aaron. You'll seem she to have such a good time when you were slugging margaritas and eating queso together here in baton rouge mm-hmm. uh hey huge thank you to everybody joining us we got jude zach greg clint thomas darth blake everybody light dog hollow boats uh look man ziggy we love y'all uh love seeing new people in here look if you could please rate and review the show share it with your friends let people know about snaps and uh unfortunately for the rest of the week y'all we are not going to be live but we will be recording episodes to go up every single day so Thank you, and a huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Ferry, and Pat Gunner, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas. We will see you next time here on Snaps. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. 
a trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 